Greetings and welcome to Shnaim Mikra, the podcast series sponsored by the Orthodox Union, hosted at OU.org, in which in each subsequent podcast, we study and read and investigate and analyze one of the aliyot of the current week's parasha. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom, and I'm honored to be studying Parshat Kedoshim with you this week. And now in the fifth podcast, studying the fifth aliyah of Parshat Kedoshim, we will be taking a look at the beginning of Perak Chaf, chapter 20 in Vayikra, the first seven psukim, uh, which really deals with uh, chiefly one and then a branch of uh, another form of idolatrous practices uh, that were evidently common in Canaan, and therefore there was specific warning against them. Well, B'nai Yisrael Tomar, this is what you should say to B'nai Yisrael, Ish Ish, mi B'nai Yisrael, meaning any man, however halachically that is inferred and, and is, is understood to mean that this law even extends to non-Jews, and this is the source, or one of the sources, for extending the prohibition of idolatry to non-Jews, Ish Ish. Mi B'nai Yisrael, mi Hager Hagar B'Yisrael, asher yitain mi who gives of his seed, meaning of his children, to Molech. Molech was evidently a fire god that one of the forms of worship, or the chief form of worship, was taking a child and either passing him over the fire, and that was it, and the child was then consecrated, or else passing him over the fire and the child was burnt up. What happens? Motumat, this person shall be killed. Am ha'aretz aven. This gives us an opportunity to discuss the meaning of the word Amharetz, which we last talked about, or I last talked about, way back in uh, near the beginning of this series, in Parshat Chaye Sarah. Amharetz, which is a phrase, which uh, a meaning which has evolved and changed in almost every era, in Chumash refers to the landed gentry, meaning the honored citizens of the land. Am Haaretz Aven. Am Haaretz, by the time we get to the rabbinic period, takes on a different meaning. In the late rabbinic period, a different meaning. Medieval period, yet a different meaning. In contemporary times, yet a different meaning. And it has become, step by step, more and more of a derogatory term. But here, Am Haaretz is actually an honored term. Aven, they shall stone him. And this is where we learn that the punishment for Molech, uh, worship is stoning. Now, the reason that this is a little bit odd is that Moloch worship we generally understand to be Avodah And Avodah we already understand is stoning as per Tvarim Perak Yudzayin. So one of the explanations is that Moloch may be a particular form that we would not know what the punishment was, and therefore the Torah has to single it out. Indeed, there is a discussion in Masachat Sanhedrin as to whether or not Moloch is Bichlal Avodah Is it really included in Avodah or not? And there are many reasons to think that it is not, meaning, of course, it's an idolatrous practice, but it's not part of the general rule of Avodah Zarah because it's singled out both in the Torah in separate sections and also in the Mishnayot. There are, in Masachat Sanhedrin, lists of uh, practices of Avodah Zarah, and then it goes into other lists, and then goes to, uh, mentions uh, Molech, outside of the context of Avodah Zarah. In any case... Now this is a little bit strange. Hashem says, if somebody does this, he should be stoned. 
Vani atener panai ba'ishahu. I will literally put my face on this person, which means I will put my attention to this person. Vichrati oto mikeravamo. So the Benezra explains that if this person does it secretly, meaning that people don't know about it, then I will take care of it, and I will cut him off from his nation. Why? What did he do? He gave of his own seed, his own children, to Molech. For what purpose? In order to defile my Mikdash. Rashi says Mikdash means Kal Yisrael. However, the Ramban has a point here where he says that the Mikdash, he really does refer to the Mikdash because, um, as I mentioned in uh, discussing Parshat Achremot, um, <coughs> now just to clarify, this is uh, not the Ramban, but others who suggest Lamantamet Mikdashi means uh, to really to defile the Mikdash, because any form of um, of Avodah Zarah that takes place outside of the precincts of the Mikdash ultimately defiles the Mikdash. The Mikdash being the nexus of the people. And it defiles my holy name. Now, why is there such an emphasis here on Molech? Because Molech really represents three of the worst evils that exist. First of all, obviously, the idolatrous one. Second of all, human sacrifice. And that is um, uh, a component that there are many who have argued that the Akedah is the Torah's polemic against human sacrifice. But clearly, human sacrifice is something that is mentioned uh, in Malachim Bet Paragimel, as an example, is something that is just absolutely vile and hated by God and a terrible abomination. Uh, but there's also another component. The constant reference in the Torah to Molech is not to give your children, although the, it's mentioned once in that way, but rather, And you find that this word, Zera, which refers to children and generations, but also refers to seed, literally, uh, seems to be a statement also about the sexual component of it, meaning that a person is giving his sexual power and his ability to uh, to propagate, and instead he's giving it to molech. And so there are three different components that are coming together that make this such a supremely hate- hated act. Now what happens? Let's say that people turn away, and they don't pay attention to this guy, in other words, as opposed to the previous pasuk, when, as the Ibn Ezra said, nobody knew about it, here let's say they know about it and they don't pay attention. I will look at him. and I will punish him. I will punish him and all the people who stray after him. And now suddenly we've got the sense that the guy that we're talking about is not just a single actor, but he's some sort of a cult leader, which would then explain the context. And to look at it again, the opening line is very simple. If somebody does Zara uh, Molech, then it's Skila. And then in Pasuk Yemol, I will look at him. And that's simply, if nobody knows about him, I will look at him and I'm going to punish him, and this is the reason. But the next two Pasukim, Dalad and Hay, seem to go in a different direction. Why would everybody turn, why would everyone turn away from him and not kill him, giving his, giving his uh, seed to the Molech? It must be that he's got followers. It must be that he's not some sort of lone wolf, but he's got a group around him that's doing this. And that's why the, the people are not stoning him. So he says, Shukurish Baruch says, I'm going to take care of him and his family and all the people who, who stray after him. 
In other words, you should not be worried that if there's this movement that's following, that therefore it's too strong for us, HaKadosh Baruch will take care of it. And then, in the next Pasuk, we move to something, another corollary to Avodah Zarava, Now we already heard about the Ovot and Yidonim earlier in Vayikra, that we're not allowed to seek them out. These are different necromancers. These not Achareihem, same sign of punishment, Hashem is going to look at this person, Hashem is going to give his attention to this person, and give him karet. What's the antidote? What's the opposite? What is it we're supposed to be doing? You shall sanctify yourselves, and you shall be holy. For I am Hashem your God. Meaning that instead of whoring after molech worship, and whoring after Ov and Yitoni, and we'll see why they're connected. Rather, you sanctify yourselves, and you become holy, I am Hashem your God. And what's going on here? So one way to look at it is as follows. The great interest in idolatry and in pagan worship is driven by uh, a fear of impotence, a fear of our inability to control our environment rain, children, blessings, etc., are things that are out of our control. Children meaning having children. All sorts of fertility issues. Uh, plagues, etc. These are things that are out of, out of our control. The pagan world was all about gaining control over it. And gaining control through particular rites and gaining control through occult practices of divination. The Ovot and Yidonim were used as mediums, literally, between this world and the world of the dead, to find out what's going on, etc., as ways of gaining information that we really have no access to. And so therefore the Torah says, you become holy, you become sanctified, meaning that you become tied to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. you have to have full trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that whatever is happening, He has control over, and it is for the best, and things that you're not supposed to know, you're not supposed to know. As the Ramban explains in the mitzvah of Tamim Tihiyah, that all of the prohibitions, as mentioned in Shoftim, of divination, are followed by the command, you be Tamim. You have to be wholehearted with Hashem. Perfect belief that when what Hashem is doing, and it's not your job, if Hashem wants you to know something, He'll send a Navi, and that's how you'll find out. In the meantime, that brings us to the end of the fifth Aliyah. Um, and uh, we will pause at this point and pick it up in the next podcast with Aliyah Shishit. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.